When you have two under two, or in our case, three under two, it can feel like doing the simplest things around the house is absolutely impossible. And they want and need so much attention. It feels like it can stop you from even getting the simplest of chores done around the house. We'll give you two things any parent can do to keep their children entertained and finally get time to take care of all of the other things that a parent has to do in a single day. It is a long, long list. And sometimes you want to do those things together and sometimes you just want to get it done and do it by yourself. Plus, a mom in Tennessee has hit an interesting roadblock when it comes to her three-year-old's potty training journey. She has been fully trained for six months, but suddenly doesn't want to use the bathroom when she has to go. If you've been through this, you know how frustrating it can be. Luckily, there are methods to help get you through this temporary setback and get the potty train moving once again. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey, Jennifer and Laura. Love your books and your podcast. My name's Emma, and I'm from Traverse City, Michigan. So I have two under two. One is 11 months, and the other's 23 months. They're both perfectly healthy and sweet boys, but if I try to do anything at all, they're all over me. I'm married, and my husband works during the day, and I'm in real estate, so I can make my own hours. So certain days I'm home with them, and some days I take them to my office, where they have toys and an area to play. We never stay there more than two hours at a time. When I'm home, I obviously have things I want to get done, and they are everywhere with me. I try to spend time with them playing games and reading books, but sometimes I need to cook or clean. They have as many toys as any child could ever want, and they're not occupied. What am I doing wrong? I try to get them started with toys, and they're engaged, and then I try to sneak away to the other room, open floor plans so I can literally look around the corner but hear them at all times. We have cameras too. But they notice five seconds after, and they're on me like white on right. What do y'all do to keep them occupied for more than two minutes to even start dinner? I don't carry them all day, so it's not like I just drop them in toys and run away, and they're used to being on my hip. I know part of it is age, but what are your tips on things to keep them occupied so I can do simple tasks around the house? Appreciate any help. Ooh, we have to set up two primary things. A non-optional play environment. Yes, so make that area. Don't overwhelm that area with 10,000 toys, right? A few options in that non-optional safe play area. So that means that we are cutting off their access to you. You And danger. Yeah, you have cameras. They're going to fight over stuff. They don't need your intervention. If you're not afraid that somebody's going to, you know, get seriously hurt. Stay out. 
There'll be some tears. There'll be some roughhousing. It is okay. Let them just work those things out. Set that non-optional play area. But that only works if we are doing one other incredibly important thing, which is meeting their need for human contact when they don't have to demand it. Yes. And I think that's probably key, Jennifer, is being able to fill those little hearts with the things that they need and then being confident when you're walking away. You don't have to sneak. You can simply say, I'm going to cook dinner. I'm right here. Or I'll be back in a little bit or whatever that might look like and walk away confidently. Go Go around the corner. You don't even have to be cooking dinner yet. Just go around the corner. Wait a little while. Then you can come back in when you're ready. And don't make a big deal about coming back into the room. Just walk back in. Maybe you sit on the floor and read a magazine. Don't even make a big deal about it. But I really think here is a lot about atmosphere, right? And being confident and setting up where those boundaries are. And the two other things are, you know, when you're leaving, we want to make yes. that transition clear so they know that you're going and we want to involve human contact in that. So mommy's going to go do some errands. So what are we going to do? We can do little nose kisses, nose kisses, elbow, elbow, hug, and I'm gone. You know, just something really cute that's always the same. And they get to do that once. And then you go and it gives them a very clear transition between what's happening now and what access they have to you. And then when you come back, like Laura said, like sit down, be there, but maybe on your way to get your magazine, just tousle somebody's hair. Just Give stroke a, a little boop. leg. Yeah, a nose boop so that you are initiating that human contact very purposefully. And that's something we can do throughout the day when you're sitting down to eat. Just, you know, rub that little leg underneath the table. Um, you know, move that that hair out of their face. They like that human contact. And so those things that they don't have to demand are actually going to fill that cup, having that little transition of when you're going to go and making the access to you like non-optional for a time because they're safe, because they're monitored and they're going to be okay. And they're going to figure this out. Um, even when we're talking about, you know, helping kids to be able to sleep in their own wonderful curated sleep environments, <laughs> um, you know, just one hallway away from their loving parents will say these things will say they are safe, they are loved, and they can learn to do this. And so I want you to be able to say that in your mind so that you don't self-sabotage and just go back in because things got loud or things were different and they were having just some trouble adjusting in the first day or two that this was happening. And then the other thing we want to say, Mama, is it's okay if you don't want to have kids climbing on you 24 hours a day. We yes. know you still love them and they know you still Love them. And I appreciate what you said. It's not like I just drop them off all the time and never give them affection. But I know there's a fight inside of you that would say, how do I ever create space that I know I desperately need? Well, you're not a bad person and you're not a bad parent. You are so incredibly normal. It's okay. And we'll make those spaces in ways that really meet their needs. Hi, Mom. I'm Charlotte from Knoxville, Tennessee. Your books have helped me so much with my three-year-old daughter. She's been potty trained now for about six months. And suddenly she says she doesn't want to use the bathroom and that she doesn't want it to go away. 
She'll hold it in for way longer than I think she should do and would only use the potty if I promised not to flush. That's what we had been doing for the last couple days. And then I secretly flush at night, which causes quite the issue in the morning. I won't lie, last night I didn't flush because I didn't want to deal with the fight this morning. Because I know you're wondering, her dad and I have been using the toilet in our bedroom, so she is the only one using hers. Any ideas what could be causing the sudden change with her? I'm sure it's just a phase, at least I'm hoping it is, but I'm worried about her holding in her pee and poop for so long. Could this cause any problems? Any ideas on how to get her comfortable letting it go away again? Sorry for the super weird question. Thank you. We love super weird questions and we get them all (laughs) the time. And, you know, we've been there. I mean, these little little ones, they just, they'll turn on a dime sometimes. And, oh, my gosh, what was not an issue the day before is some huge issue. And we tend to want to, like, just psychoanalyze how that happens. Oh, yes. I want an answer. Yeah. And we don't always get that. Now, just from an overview, uh, if you have the toddler book, there's a section in there. We talk about boundary stones, which are the primary things that stay in place for a child, you know, in their everyday life. And you can go take a look at that. But when one of the boundary stones moves, uh, they stayed up later at grandma's house, the teacher at school, you know, there was a substitute for a week. There are these little changes because they have such a great need for security, they start testing the other boundary stones, the other things like, oh, is this other stuff going to move? Do I still have to flush my poop? Like what's going on? So it's just kind of their little way to try and reestablish their security. And actually what helps them the most is keeping things in place. But girl, we totally understand not flushing. We do. It's, it's Yes, we do understand. And I think that, you know, when we're looking at this situation, Jennifer, I think we got to talk about that. You know, we often say confidence is contagious, right? Consistency is key, right? And I'll go back. We need to know what her design is. We need to follow through and help speak to her through that design, because if she's an engineer, we want to make sure that this is what we do. We go to the bathroom, we poop in the potty, we wash our hands, you know, we flush the toilet and wash our hands, and we want to try and keep that. But environment, we create the atmosphere, and that's what we're in charge of. And so I want you to just kind of think back of the atmosphere around this and what's happening there. And I would say she's probably an engineer because engineers like to control timing. And so when this gets flushed, she wants to have that control over it, thus meeting that little need for security inside of her. So what we want to do is we're going to transfer. We're going to give her something that makes her feel like she has some control over what's happening in the situation without stinking up the guest bath. And so we can still be consistent with who decides and how that potty experience looks. Oh, it gets flushed. But you can determine how high we count before we flush it between one and 10. Oh, okay. Uh, Four. All right. One, two, Two, three, three, four. four. Flush. And so she still has some modicum of control over what's happening, but (laughs) we don't have to manage the stink. And when we're super confident about that and we recognize it's not going to be permanent, that's, oh gosh, I think that that just really gets to us. I think the thing that 
we're most frightened of is this will last forever. We're going back. Oh, she's going to be in diapers before I know it. Like, it's not. It's not. You have control over what the future is going to be. Just confidently say, mm, now that's not what potty, pottying looks like in our house. However, you can control what number we count to between one and 10. And, you know, just be able to kind of meet in the middle a little bit that way and know that it won't last forever. Are you embarking on the beautiful journey of parenthood in 2024? Well, guess what? Moms on Call is offering a 15-minute free prenatal phone call, a chat with one of our premier Moms on Call consultants who are all nurses and moms. Our free prenatal phone consultation is here to provide informative, helpful, and reassuring guidance tailored specifically to what you need, whether or not it's how to pack the hospital bag or set up that nursery, what to expect those first two weeks, or maybe this isn't your first, you're bringing home a new baby to a family that you already have. One of the things that we always like to say is you just have to remember, you're not bringing home a disease. You're bringing home the best thing that ever happened to your family. And it is a wonderful time for your toddler to really get to participate. One of the beautiful things a family does, which is work together to meet the needs of the youngest and weakest member. And the ways that we can encourage not only the practical elements of what's happening in your household, but also what's happening in your heart as parents that are welcoming a new baby or welcoming a new baby into a pre-existing family it is really nice to know that you have somebody with experience and knowledge that's on your side and is going to help you to really meet the goals that resonate with you. And one of the goals that's so important to us here at Moms on Call, and everybody says you can't have, but we're here to tell you you can have, um, is sleep, is setting up really great sleeping and feeding patterns that serve your household. And we found the best way to do that is by developing relationships so that we can personalize this to your family, your needs, what's going on in your household. And we love to do that so much. We cannot wait to meet you. And I love that. And I love that we have this opportunity for this 15-minute prenatal phone call. It's free just for the month of January. And those slots are filling up really, really quickly. And look, this is for whether you're expecting yourself whether you have a friend who's expecting or maybe you're adopting and bringing home a new baby into that family. So this is for anyone who is expecting that new addition here in 2024. So you'll head to momsoncall.com. You'll click the link and get your slot reserved as soon as possible because these slots are going so quickly. We cannot wait to meet you as you prepare to meet that new addition to your family. And we will see you over at momsoncall.com and here on the Moms on Call podcast. And from our family to yours here at the Moms on Call podcast, just remember the best decisions are the ones you make. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. 
Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 